Hey, sweet friends, and welcome to How's Your Heart, the podcast where we toss the surface level conversations to the side and dig deep into how we actually are. Hey, sweet friends, and welcome to season two of the How's Your Heart podcast. I'm Devin Fulbeck, and I'm your host. It has been quite a while, but I am finally ready to kick off season two. You'll get to hear from so many sweet friends, just like last season, hearing about the sweet and the hard stuff and how they're doing in the midst of all of that. But also expect some new things on this season. Those of you who know me well, you know that this podcast is so life-giving for me. It fuels me up to hear people talk about how they're actually doing. And so for that reason, I'm so grateful to be back. We are kicking off episode one with such a sweet friend, Amy Connell. She shares about the battle of comparison, not only to others, but to the expectations she has for herself in this stage of life and how she's fighting to be hopeful in the midst of that comparison game. You guys do not want to miss this episode. So here's my conversation with Amy. Amy, thank you so much for coming on this episode of the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, Devin. Thank you for having me. I know, I know that I I have like told you this before in person, but I just believe that you have such a God-given gift just to make people feel so encouraged and loved and seen and heard. So thank you so much for letting me be on this podcast. I'm super excited. Absolutely. I'm so grateful. And of course you're kicking it off with encouragement, which you're so good at. And I'm just so happy to have you here. And for anyone listening, just to give you a little background on me and Amy's relationship. So we, and Amy, correct me if I'm wrong, if you feel like this is incorrect, but I mean, I feel like we knew of each other in college, um, mainly through Liv, which is one of our friends who's been on the podcast. Um, But I feel like honestly, the last few months through Liv's wedding and just the bachelorette weekend and the wedding night and I feel like that really has been when we've truly gotten to know each other on a different level. Oh yeah, I agree. Definitely. You know, I was kind of, I was thinking about you and I and our relationship and yeah. how we met each other before coming on here. And obviously we met through, like you said, our, our sweet right. friend, Olivia in college, who is so special to me and mm-hmm. you, I know that, yeah. but I don't really remember the exact moment that I you and I actually met. I just remember I feel like I was always like hanging out with all of the young life leaders, but I wasn't a young life leader. Um, But I felt like you were always so like kind and wanting to like be intentional and getting to know me and my name and who I was. But yeah, it's crazy. I don't remember the exact moment, but you're right through like this last, you know, season of Olivia getting married and um, the bachelorette trip and all of that. We've gotten to spend more time together, which has been great. So yeah. yeah. Yes, I completely agree. And honestly, it makes me feel a little bit better because I have no idea when we met officially either. I'm sure there's a date, but you're right. It probably was a Young Life hangout or something that was going on. Um, So Amy, just to let everyone get to know you a little bit better, because obviously I know you, but they don't know you. um, I have a very serious question for you. Are you ready? Okay. I'm nervous, but I'm ready. (laughs) A lot of pressure, Amy. Okay. Um, Is a hot dog a sandwich? Why or why not? (laughs) (laughs) Um, wow. I, 
genuinely don't know if I have ever heard this question before. <laughs> um, you know, my immediate reaction is to say no. Okay. And the reason why is because I feel like a sandwich takes like two like slices of bread. Mm. You know what I mean? And a bun is connected. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, Absolutely. I just, I think that, I think that like a hot dog is a separate thing of its own. It's, mm. it's not a sandwich. I don't put it into that category. So I'm going to okay. say no. All right. So Amy, I'm going to take it a step further and say, according to Oxford's language from Google, I just Googled it. The definition for a sandwich is an item consisting of two pieces of bread with meat, <gasps> cheese, or other filling between them eaten as a light meal, which you did just say two pieces of bread. And I would agree with you. It's one piece connected by a little piece of bread at the bottom. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm glad to know that my definition matched the Oxford definition. Yep. You're welcome. You're welcome. I, honestly, I feel like there may be some debate about this. I've been seeing some things where I feel like people do think it's a sandwich, but I, I'm on your side on this. I really don't think it is. Okay, perfect. A hot dog is not a sandwich for the record. Done and done. That's the title of your episode. A hot dog is perfect. not a sandwich. <laughs> All right. So Amy, now that they know that you don't think hot dog is a sandwich, which is probably the most important thing they're going to hear today, honestly, um, kind of explain where you're at in life, what life looks like, however you want to introduce yourself. Yeah, totally. So hi, I'm Amy. Um, <laughs> I live in Savannah, Georgia. I have lived here for about two years now, which is crazy to think about that that much time has passed. Um, I moved here like right after college and I currently work for, I'm an account manager for a recruiting and staffing company out of Michigan, which, you know, I don't know if you would, if you would have asked me in college, what I was going to do with my career. I don't know if I would have said work in recruiting and staffing, but my job has been such a blessing and the people that I work with, um, are just so encouraging and amazing and, that job kind of fell into my lap in a time yeah. when I really needed it. And, um, you know, I just feel like it was truly such an answered prayer and I am really grateful for it. It is weird though, to think about the fact that I talk to these people every day and I've never met them in person because I work Gosh. from home. Yeah. <laughs> so that is a really weird, um, a weird thing. I did meet a couple of them. A couple of them flew down to Savannah, um, and it was so weird to see like, yeah. oh my gosh, like, this is how tall you are. This is weird. You, you know, seen the so, lower half of their bodies outside of zoom. <laughs> no. Um, so that's, that's kind of like a weird concept to think about yeah. that we live in this time now, but um, yeah. So I, I live in Savannah. I, I feel like the time right after college for me was a really difficult season for me. And it's something that um I feel like it's not talked about enough. I, yeah. I genuinely don't feel like people talk about the shock of post-grad life and how isolating it can be. And yeah. it was extremely isolating for me. And I had to realize that, you know, I went from being around people the same age as me every day for mm -hmm. however many years, my whole life to suddenly being alone um, and not being around people my own age and not having the strong community that I had in college. Right. So um, I, 
I definitely feel like now I have found this really sweet community mm -hmm. through a church here in Savannah and I have met some really great people and you know I'm I'm excited so that's kind of it's kind of where I am you know yeah. I just hang out um, a lot by myself, <laughs> but... which is okay. Yeah, exactly. No, Amy. And I, I think we've talked about this of, it definitely is a weird space post-grad of going from that kind of, okay, we live around all these people that are the same age as us. We do community every single day where the, there are campus ministries and groups and communities that are literally built to cultivate this. And then you graduate and you start working and you're only around your coworkers, then you get home and it's the end of the day. You don't really have time and you're potentially in a new town, which you were. And so where do you find time to hang out with people, meet people? What does that look like? Cause you don't, yeah. you're not surrounded. So I think a lot of young adults really struggle with that. And I agree with you. It isn't really talked about of how do I make friends as a young adult? What does this look like? Because it's not right in front of my face and I kind of have exactly. to chase it. Mm -hmm, definitely. I mean, you, you have to choose to be intentional, uh, intentional about like right. meeting people and trying to find those relationships. Whereas before, like you said, they were kind of just put right in front of you because they just kind of naturally happened. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's definitely been a challenge at times, but right. uh, through, you know, getting plugged in through a church and like a mm -hmm. small group, I've found a really great community. So that's been great. Yeah, I actually was talking to Liv, our friend, um, the other day about how we kind of compare these new friends to your friends that you've known for years and how that's such a unfair mentality. Like, obviously, I'm not going to feel as comfortable or myself around these people that I've known for two months versus these people that I knew for four years plus in college and how you kind of have to fight that mentality of these are new friends. We're learning to invest in each other. So it it's not fair to compare them to these friends that I've known for five years. Yeah, that's a really good point. I've, I've kind of thought about that too. At times I'm like, no, like these people, you know, they don't know me. They're brand new friendships. They don't know right. everything that my older friendships know about me. And right. that's okay to have these fresh new friends. Right. And it's kind of exciting and exhilarating Absolutely. in a way too. So hmm. So in this young adult stage with being in this new job where you feel a lot more fulfilled and, you know, really having this, what sounds like a solid community, what has kind of been the sweetest part of this season of life? I think that the sweetest part of this season for me has been this freedom in a way to Ooh. fall in love with things that make me happy, uh, things that make me me. And for me, like, Music was a huge part of my life when I was in high school. I sing yeah. and play guitar. Um, so I kind of put that on the back burner for a long time in college, especially because life just happened and I didn't have as much time. Right. So now getting to have this, this freedom um, of having more of like a, you know, set schedule with my work schedule and a work home life balance. I've been able to, you know, write songs again and like yeah. sing again. And it's been really therapeutic for me in that way so I'm really I'm really grateful for that and there's been some really sweet moments in this season of just really figuring out who I am as a person and just you know getting acclimated to um you know the fact that my life at 24 looks yeah. a lot different than 
other people's lives look at 24 and maybe how I thought my life would look at 24 and that's okay. And it's, it's a really awesome thing to like, you know, just be unapologetically yourself and have an open road in front of you and that there's nothing necessarily stopping you. So, yeah. What were some of those expectations that you feel like you had for yourself at 24? Like that you were kind of battling, oh, I should have been here. I should have done this by now. Oh man. Um, Well, I think that, I think if you would have asked me when I was 15, what my life would look Mm -hmm. like at 24, I think I would have told you that it would have looked similar to how it looks now, but different in, in a lot of ways as well. I mean, I believe that you know, the Lord has given me this desire to be like a wife, to be Mm -hmm. a mom. Um, So I am in a, in a stage of my life now where a lot of people, a lot of my friends are getting married now. And so um, I think that I probably would have thought that maybe I would have been married or maybe just Mm -hmm. more, you know, I guess I put a lot of pressure on myself as a whole of this like timeline of my life. And Mm -hmm. I have always done that. And so I think that right now I just, I've never really cared much about having like a crazy prestigious career. Um, Mm -hmm. That's just never been something that I've necessarily desired. Um, So yeah, I think it just comes to the point of, I just look at other people's lives and I just wonder why you know, mine looks different and how I created this timeline in my head of what it was supposed to look like. And obviously that's not the, the plan that the Lord has for me. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Cause you know, he is, he's good. And his, I know that he has provision over my life and I just have to trust and rest in that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I've found so much sweetness in this season as well. Like I said, because I've been able to look at the the positives and I've just grown so much, which is incredible. Yeah. What do you feel like has led to that kind of perspective shift of being able to kind of go, okay, these are these desires that I had or, or hopes that I had for right now or hopes that I have, but I'm okay with where I'm at. Like, how have you kind of gotten to that place? What do you think has brought you there? I think It's crazy. My 24th birthday this year was this like pivotal moment for me where I just felt like I took a a step back. I looked at my life and I just internally looked at the fact that I didn't feel peace where I was in my life. And I just didn't feel like I was necessarily happy. And I, I kind of took a step back and I said, I can change this narrative. Like I, I have the ability to kind of, if I don't feel peace, I need to listen to that because there's a reason for that. And so I kind of just, I was like, okay, I'm going to just move forward. I'm going to turn, you know, I'm turning 24 and this is going to be a year of taking risk of maybe walking, uh, walking through some like really hard times. Um, but also, I think just jumping off the cliff and seeing where it leads, you know, and that has just been, it's been so um, exhilarating for me to do that. And I'm, I definitely am so proud of myself and where I am and who I am as the young woman that I am. But yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not going to sit here and say like, it's always easy though. (laughs) 
gosh, Amy, what you just said, I can change this narrative. That is like a pivotal mindset to have, because I think we get yeah. so caught up in our emotions and the, and our negative thought patterns to go, I can change this. This is me. I'm the one impacting. I'm the one having these negative thoughts about it. This is me. I'm the one comparing. I Absolutely. The narrative in my head. I can change how my thoughts are impacting my feelings and my actions and my behavior. That's on me. I can change this narrative. That's totally. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's how I felt in that moment, right? Where yeah. I just had this moment of this realization of, of, I don't have to stay here. If I am not feeling peace where I am and I feel uneasy, I don't have to stay complacent in this place. So take a risk. I think sometimes it takes walking through like really hard times or, you know, making a big decision or whatever it is to be the light at the end of the tunnel and that there is goodness to come. And, you know, it just takes taking a risk sometimes and, and seeing that. So yeah, Gosh, that's good. I like that. I can change this narrative. I feel like sometimes you hear one-liners and those are things that stick with you. And I feel, I feel like that's one of them. Like I personally needed to hear, hear that. Um, so you kind of touched on this, but like, obviously things aren't always picture perfect and sweet. So on the other end of the spectrum, what is the hardest part of this season right now? You know, I feel like the hardest part of this season and many seasons before Mm -hmm. uh, is comparison. And I kind of touched on that, but I am fully aware that comparison is a demon that I fight and it Mm. always has been. And I think that it always will be. Um, It comes in different, like it comes to fruition in different ways Uh, for high school, like in high school for me, like it was comparison of like how I looked to other girls and like, why don't I look like them? And Mm. I want to, I want to look a different way, but you know, I I think it came out in the form of that in high school. And then now where I am in the season of life that I am, you know, it comes out more in me taking my life and putting it under a microscope and looking at it and comparing it to my friends that are 24 and looking at their lives because again kind of like I talked about in the beginning um you I think that I've realized that you're on this path of life and the the peers and the people that are around you you're kind of all on the same path for the longest time now in college like you may be studying different things or you may have different paths in that way um but I think that once you graduate college or whatever it is, it's like suddenly people start to scatter and they go in different directions, yeah. to different cities. And, you know, some people start getting married. Some people chase these careers and these dreams and suddenly everything just looks completely different. So um, I think that comparison in that way and is kind of what I struggle with right mm-hmm. now of just looking at my life and not knowing necessarily what the next step is for me, because I've always been like a goal setter and I've always had, you know, whatever the next step was, I knew it. And that's what I was working towards. So Mm -hmm. the unknown can be scary there. Do you, since you are a goal setter, do you feel like you have a goal right now that you're kind of chasing? Or is that why you feel this uncomfortability because you don't feel like you have a goal right now that you're chasing? 
Oh man, <laughs> that's a, that's a tough question. I, I feel like it's probably the fact that I don't necessarily know what my next move is, but there's also mm. so much beauty in that as well, yeah, because there's nothing, you know, holding me back. There's nothing stopping me. Like I right. can take these risks and there's an open road in front of me. Um, but yeah, I definitely would say it comes from the fact that I don't know what the next step is and yeah. it's just uncertainty, you know? So with kind of that hard part of comparison and, you know, that being the demon that, you know, that you're probably going to fight forever, something that it's not a new battle for you and also the sweet stuff. Um, how do you feel like your heart is right now? I think that my heart is hopeful. Mm. My heart is, my heart is strong. Um, I think that my heart is um, definitely, I, I just think about, I think hopeful. I think that's the best way to describe where mm -hmm. I am right now, though at times my heart, if like full transparency, yeah. um, my heart can feel lonely at times. And that's, you know, that comes from the fact that, you know, I, I don't see my friends as much as I used to. Right. Um, and that's something that fuels my heart and gives my heart joy right. is spending time with people that I love. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that comes from the fact that many, you know, again, my friends are just all on different paths now. Right. Their lives look completely different than mine. And some look the same as mine. Um, it's just, it's different for everyone. So, yeah. So sitting in that, I mean, you said some good words there, that hopefulness and that strength and also loneliness. I think it's pretty empowering to know that you can feel all those emotions at once also of, yeah, there's bad stuff, but I still feel hopeful in it. Yeah, there's unmet expectations, but yeah, I feel, I still feel hopeful and strong in the midst of that potential loneliness. I think it's encouraging for people to hear that I can still find hope. I could still change the narrative in the midst of potential negative emotions or disappointment. Definitely. I, I mean, I feel like I learn from things that I walk through and I look at them as learning experiences and I grow from them. And so, you know, just being where I am right now, and I am an emotional person. Like I feel my emotions deeply mm -hmm. and I'm fully aware yeah. of that. Um, me so, too, me too. <laughs> yeah. um, so I definitely, you know, I look at it though. It's like, okay, I'm going to feel what I'm feeling. I'm going to right. acknowledge what I'm feeling. And I think that that is so healthy to do that mm -hmm. and to not try to block it out and to not run from it, but just to uh, realize that I am feeling what I'm feeling and that right. I'm going to move past this. I'm going to learn from it. And it's going to make me stronger as a person. So Amy, for the young adult crew, people who, you know, feel like they're in a similar spot as you, what advice would you give to them? What advice would you give yourself right now? I think that my biggest pieces of advice, and this goes for so many things, yeah, uh, I, I tell people this when, you know, there's a new hire at work, whatever it is, I just think giving yourself some grace mm -hmm. is the best thing that you can do for yourself. I am constantly having to remind myself to give myself grace, to understand that I put this pressure on myself to 
feel mm-hmm. a certain way, you know, to make my life look a certain way. And I just have to take a step back when I do that. And I have to look and say, um, look at what you've accomplished, look at who you are, you know? So my biggest piece of advice truly is just to stop putting so much pressure on yourself, you know, just give yourself some grace and realize that you are so strong. Like you, even if you do feel weak at times, it doesn't mean that you're weak. It just means that you're human. And I just think that that is so important. And I, again, tell myself that all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I think people may question like, all right, what does it look like to give myself grace? What is like, and I think that's a great example of taking a step back, taking the time in your day to write about what you're grateful for about yourself, write about, you know, taking that time to really advocate for yourself and shift your mentality is so important because it's so easy for us to run through our day and feel all of these negative emotions. And so to take a moment, take that step back, like you said, and give yourself grace, show yourself encouragement and love. I mean, I think a lot of people are so quick to give it out, but we have a really hard time showing ourselves love. We don't, there's this huge thing about, oh, we need to do self-care, but we don't know how to do that. We don't know how to show ourselves grace. We don't know how to love ourselves. Yeah, I mean, I think that sometimes the hardest people for us to love, you know, is ourselves. Like it's, it's, that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, I know that's good. I love that. So for people like your family or friends um, who are like, okay, I know these things that Amy's kind of walking through, how would you tell them to support you? How would you ask them to love you um, in this season of your life? I think I would just tell them just to be present. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that that's the best thing that you can do. And I'm a huge person like I words of affirmation are extremely important to me. So reassurance is something that I need sometimes. And just knowing that you're there and just knowing that, you know, I, I, I'm loved and that I'm cared for and that you just are there, even if it just means picking up the phone and, and just checking in and calling me and saying like, how are you doing? Like just being present. That's truly the best way. Yeah. I mean, I think that goes back to what you were saying earlier of, you know, going from these college relationships where you would get that in person all the time to a lot of friendships now or long distance. I mean, I think it's good for all of us to know that it's okay that those relationships are shifting and also fighting for ways to love each other. So short calls or a sweet text of, Hey, I love you. I hope work goes well today. Or something like that can speak volumes when you're not seeing people all day. And that's kind of all you're getting from your friends. Definitely. I mean, I think that those small little things, like you said, just sending a sweet message, those mm. things make my day. Mm. I, it's like the sweetest thing just because it's like, Hey, I love you. I'm loving you from afar. I'm here. Mm. I just wanted to let you know that I'm here. Yeah. You know, those things mean so much. Aww. Well, Amy, is there anything else that comes to mind that you want to tell people um, that you just want to get off your chest? You know, I, I don't really know, but that's okay. (laughs) I'm really, I can tell you that I am so excited for the future. I'm excited for where I am in my life. I'm hopeful. I 
am really grateful for your friendship. I'm grateful for all of my sweet friends. And it's crazy to see how Olivia, who is yeah. one of my, you know, best friends who I met in college. And I, I feel like she always laughs when I tell people this, but I used the way that Olivia and I became friends is we had a lot of classes together yeah. and I would always notice that she had on a tie dye t-shirt with a hot air balloon. Yes. And I was like, I need to be friends with this girl. We have so many classes together. And she became one of my best friends in college, my sidekick. And then through meeting her, I was able to meet you. So it's crazy how things play out. But yeah, thank you for having me. And I'm really excited. Amy, I love you so much. And I'm so grateful for you coming on this episode. I know that so many young adults who listen to this podcast will just be encouraged by hearing I'm not alone in this, that someone else feels lonely post-grad. And um, again, I think a lot of people kind of feel that push and pull of that of where do I go from here? We're told all our lives to go to school and go to college and do this next thing. And now I'm working and now what? Like, what do I yeah. do now? So, <laughs> so I think a lot of people, I know I have felt that tension. Um, so thank you so much for sharing. And Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you want to get updates, you can check out our Instagram at How's Your Heart Podcast to stay up to date on the next episode. I hope you have a great rest of your week. And again, thank you, Amy, so much for coming on this episode. Thank you, Devin. Bye, everybody. Bye.